Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hashtag Anxiety Podcast. I'm Cassie Gobb with the absolutely amazing Lola B. You always are such a good hype person. Hi, everybody. I'm really excited about today's episode because we've already talked about one of my favorite things, which is poop. Uh, and now we are going to talk about sleep, which is also my favorite thing. And me too. I just don't get any of it, but I would like to get more. So I'm very excited to hear all about your sleep hygiene. I can't decide. Should we start with my sob story or should we start with your fabulousness and then backtrack to what a shit show I am? I'm, I'm okay either way. Let's start with a shit show. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll try and make it fairly brief. So here's the deal. I have sleep apnea. Um, I didn't know that that was the problem. I figured that out several years ago. Uh, I was exhausted, uh, almost falling asleep on my way to work one day, and I've never done that, and it freaked me out. So I you know, reached out to a sleep specialist and went and had uh, a sleep test, and this is the kind you get to do at home. Uh, they, you know, they get, rent you the, the, the machine and, you know, whatever. So I did it at home and then had a follow-up appointment and I went in to the follow-up appointment and this particular doctor, um, you know, I'm not a diagnostic clinician, but I probably could have diagnosed her on the spectrum uh, because she had no bedside manner, no empathy whatsoever, just blunt. And she looked at me and she goes, lady, you got problems <laughs> just shooting straight. And she said, I've never seen um, a sleep apnea test come back with as many episodes in one hour as you had. So I would stop breathing entirely more than a hundred times in an hour. So at like one and a half per minute, right. Or something like that. I don't even know. Uh, math is hard. So it was a lot. And, um, so I, then after she told me what the situation was, and I'm like, all right, she can, she can say whatever she wants. Cause she is correct. I have problems. So I sleep now with a CPAP machine, which is so sexy. Uh, but I don't, I don't care. I, I just want to live. Right. And that helped significantly a so I didn't die and b so I could get through the day and and feel better during all of this as this was going on I can't remember if it was just before or just after my ex-husband was arrested for drug trafficking and you know all of that drama that went along with that right so then there was no sleep I mean when I have the CPAP machine on I sleep but I don't sleep great I sleep enough that I'm not crashing into things during the day but the anxiety and rumination that doesn't go away just because you're you know you got forced air into the back of your throat so that you don't choke and don't stop breathing doesn't mean that your brain changes overnight with the CPAP machine so I sleep better now than I did a year ago certainly better than I did five years ago for sure. But it's still not great. Like I wear um, a Fitbit to bed and, or all day and it tracks my sleep. You know, it gives you a score. So not only does it tell you how long you've slept, but it also tells you the quality of your sleep. You know, how long were you in REM? How long were you in deep sleep? And then it gives you a sleep score between zero and a hundred. And I'm consistently like mm, 60 to 70. So that's, <laughs> it's not fabulous. And I think if my Fitbit could talk, it would also say, lady, you got problems. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure that's consistent across my life, regardless if it's sleep or, you know, whatever, anxiety, all the stuff. So I'm all about tips and tricks 
to try just so I can full disclosure medication. Uh, I've tried, like I haven't tried um, a prescribed medication. I'm not closed off to it, but I would like to be able to do it on my own without having to take medication. I've done things like, you know, melatonin and there's Ollie for sleep and, you know, that kind of stuff. Tylenol PM, sometimes I'll resort to that if I'm having a little bit of pain and I'll sleep better, but I don't want to do it every night. And I still don't sleep. Like I've never gotten a 90 ever sleep score ever, even if I've taken medication. So, um, so that's my life. I have done the Calm app. I do some sleep stories. I've done, what's the, the sound? Like it's, it's just Oh, just that. like ambient. Like yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I've had that kind of sound. I play music. Um, it is not unknown for me to be so irritated that I will pull off my sleep mask and throw it on the floor. I'm a grown ass woman. That's, <laughs> that's probably not something I should be doing because then the humiliation comes like 10 minutes later when I'm like, you know, then I have to search for it, you know, find the end of the hose and reattach it and, you know, start all over again. So it's not productive in any way, shape or form. And it's somewhat embarrassing that I've now admitted this to tens or thousands or millions of people. I don't know, whoever, however many people listen to the podcast, but nonetheless, you know, I'm a grown woman. I shouldn't be doing that, but it is just frustrating to me because I am tired. I go to bed tired and wake up tired. So, all right, that's it. That's my story. I want to hear what you got, Cassie. Let's go. Well, I'm not a sleep expert or a doctor, but I'm probably diagnosable uh, as well. So we'll roll with that. This is great. That's my disclaimer. Not a, not an expert, but I do have some tips First and foremost, want to say I absolutely empathize with anybody who has sleep issues because sleep is so freaking important. Like poop, yeah. it's so important. Yeah. And we have this fairy tale belief about things like, oh, we should just be able to go to sleep. And that's literally not how it works for most people. It's a process and it's ongoing and it's always a work in progress. So even though I'm pretty great about it, I have nights where I sleep terribly. I have nights where I make bad choices and stay up too late, dicking around on my phone, which is one of the things you're not supposed to do. Um, But I will share with you all what I know. First and foremost, it's going to take a while if you have some sleep issues and you're trying to retrain yourself to sleep. It's very much like running a marathon and that you can't just wake up and run 26 miles. You have to do some training and it's frustrating and awful probably along the way. And yeah, there's nothing sexy about good sleep hygiene. Nothing looks like the movies. So I have six outlined tips and a few other notes to kind of just cover. And hopefully we get everybody to having some good sleep. Again, lack of sleep really does actually increase anxiety, increases depression, increases stress. And then you're more and more anxious and stressed and depressed because it's already increased just because of sleep. And then you get to be anxious about sleep because that's how anxiety works. So my first tip is routine, always being in a routine and sticking to your routine, even on the weekends to the best of your ability. My niece and I were FaceTiming this weekend and I said, all right, well, I'm going to get ready for bed. And she's like, on the weekend, this like, why do you do that on the weekend? And I was like, well, because I'm a grown up and I have to. And that's important. One of the other things is your routine might change over the course of your life, right? When I was in college, I worked until 2 a.m. and I had a 7 a.m. class. So my sleep routine was in college, 
where I'd sleep for a few hours, get up, do some stuff, and then I'd sleep for a longer period of time in the afternoon. My adult life does not accommodate that. So I definitely sleep overnight. I go to bed early, which is the other non-sexy tip for sleep is going to bed early. I feel like a grandmother, but I definitely try to be in bed by 9.30 at the latest. I try to head to bed around nine o'clock for a couple of reasons. And one of those is to make sure that I'm actually sleeping at a decent hour. I don't hit the pillow and instantly fall asleep. One of the things that's important is to also know your number, your ideal sleep number. It's different for everyone. I think everybody knows that you should get eight hours of sleep a night. Eight hours of sleep is great for some people. It's not enough for others. I think average of seven to nine. My perfect sleep number in an ideal world is nine hours. That is when I feel the most rested. I wake up always without an alarm. I'm always in a good mood. I don't feel like I need coffee. I'm going to still drink it. I don't need it. It's <laughs> going to happen. Right. But my minimum is seven. Like I can function on less than seven hours of sleep. It's not great. It's definitely not something I should be doing for more than one or two days in a row. And that's like, if I'm traveling somewhere and if I can take a nap, because I'm not a great person on less than seven hours of sleep, I'm awful. Uh, I feel awful. I'm not pleasant to be around. And then more than nine, I also get exhausted. So nine is my sweet number. Okay. How to find that if you don't know what that is for yourself uh, is take about a full week always go to bed around the same time and just see what time you wake up. So it's helpful if you, you know, if you have to be up at 6am for work, you probably want to hop into bed really early and it might not be doable. You could just experiment with like, all right, so for sure I'm getting seven hours tonight and see how you feel. For sure I'm going to get eight hours and see how you feel and just kind of play with it. Having some routines and rituals prior to you actually getting in bed. You know, I wash my face, I brush my teeth. If I have a lot of things on my mind, I might journal a little bit. I try to make sure I get a little exercise throughout the day because that helps me um, also fall asleep. If you Google sleep hygiene and tips for great sleep, they will say, do not watch TV before bed or be on your phone in bed. So I, for a long time, refused to have a TV in my room. I do have a TV in my room now, but I do not watch TV at least an hour before bed. I do, however, get on my phone and my parameters are, again, it has to be turned off at least a half an hour before I want to fall asleep. It takes your brain a while to tune down from the blue light that comes. So blue light, my understanding, this is the most generic explanation and it could be wrong, but my understanding is blue light kind of triggers your body to be up and awake. Yeah. So when you're on your phone, you get a lot of blue light from screens. You're, it's telling your body to be up and awake. So if you yeah. are going to be on your phone before bed, make sure to turn the brightness all the way down. And then make sure you also have some time from when you turn it off to when you go to bed and don't be on your phone, getting yourself worked up about things. So don't be checking work email. I've been guilty of reading about politics, reading about politics. Don't get on Facebook. If you are the person who has to argue with people on Facebook, cause you're going to get yourself worked up and you're never going to get to sleep. Honestly, watching pimple popping videos or earwax videos are the most relaxing things to me. I'll no. be dis- disgusting. Oh. oh my gosh. It is the most relaxing thing to, there is something so satisfying about it. I cannot even. Wow. <clears throat> so find, find your thing. This is where we're. That super- ain't my thing, but okay. <laughs> I'll find something. <laughs> so whatever works for you, that is relaxing. I would say, you know, TikTok, those things I would steer clear of, but if you're going to do it, try to set a timer again to make sure that you're turning it off because 
these are the things you can get sucked into. And yeah. before you know it, it's 3 a.m. and you're not asleep. Right. I don't know if there's any truth to this or not, but I had someone tell me it's important to actually be asleep by 11. You are someone who's like, Cassie, I cannot get into bed by 9.30. That's insane. I got kids. I got all of these other things going on. Try to be asleep by 11 and see if that helps. The big takeaway is really almost anyone can train themselves to sleep. It's really just being consistent, being routine, and then trying to find what works for you. So you mentioned you can't get your mind quieted down. Some of the other things you could play with, you know, the, the deep breaths, the journaling, the letting yourself have mind chatter. This is one of the things that really works for me. And I'll be honest, it makes me feel a little crazy. And I'm sure other people around me would think I was crazy. I'll actually like just verbally chatter it out. Like whatever is coming to my mind, I will have an actual conversation with myself. Oh, and that cool. kind of gets it all out. There's no reason this works, but it totally works for me is especially if I'm ruminating about the same thing over and over and over again, I will verbally hash it out because for some reason it, it uses a different part of my brain or yeah. I'm able to just really put into perspective of like, it's really stupid to be worrying about this right now. And if it's something that I legitimately should be worried about and have to get up and take care of, then it kind of validates that as well. So maybe try that, see if okay. that helps. The other thing that I do, this might be TMI, but we do Swedish sleeping, which I think a lot of European places do this. It was introduced to me as Swedish sleeping and that if you are sharing a bed with someone, you have a blanket, the other person has a blanket because there's so many times your sleep is interrupted when you're fighting over covers or yeah. when you're or even just roll over and it pulls. Yeah. Or if you're under the covers, this is my biggest pet peeve. And then somebody's laying on top of the covers. While I love a weighted blanket, which is not a tip, but should be. You are trapped in that scenario. You are trapped yeah. and you've watched far too many true crime uh, shows to feel trapped. Yeah, there is no coming out of that alive. So I can do a weighted blanket <laughs> and I highly recommend weighted blankets for people with anxiety. I would not do more than 12 pounds, which sounds heavy, but it's not spread out. But definitely have your own blanket. It's not the ideal romantic fairy tale way of sleeping that you see in Hollywood, but the bedroom should be for sex and sleep. And if sleep is your focus, then you should have your own blanket and you should be focusing on sleep. Uh, my daughter has a weighted blanket and maybe I should just borrow hers to try if she'll let me yeah. have it because I've been resistant because I'm not a real, uh, like I don't like to sleep hot. I sleep pretty cool. I have a fan going oftentimes, even in the middle of winter. Um, and so I'm my concern is that I would be hot and feel claustrophobic because I don't really love that feeling either but I have a ton of people who especially those with anxiety who say it's really made a difference for them so I need to just give my daughters a try and before I spend the money to buy my own maybe try like a midday nap with it and see I don't nap much here's the other thing that's crazy I know you're like you're exhausted because I think if I nap I definitely won't sleep that night so so the nap jury's is, out on this, I feel like. I feel yeah. like, again, the experts would say, absolutely do not nap. If you're going to no more than 20 minutes, here's my rule about napping. If I'm freaking tired and I'm able to take a nap, like on a Saturday or something, I will nap. And I will not nap less than an hour and a half. Like if I don't have an hour and <laughs> at least an hour and a half of time to dedicate to this nap, yeah, um, it's like, there's no point in doing it because 20 minutes, that's worthless. I'm still going to be awake thinking about crap for 20 minutes. Right. Um, and then you sleep just great. Nap. Still that same night. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It never messes up my sleep. Wow. This is awesome. 
I'm not the person who's like, well, I'm just going to go take a nap for no reason. Like I'll nap because I'm tired. Right, right, right. right. And then it doesn't mess up my sleep. And then we've talked a few times about my love for coffee. I don't think that coffee messes with me even in the afternoon. But if I have a soda pop after 2 p.m., I will not sleep. Wow. That's an even, regardless if it's caffeinated or not. I think non-caffeinated I'm fine with. So like a root beer or ginger ale, I'd be okay with. But anything with caffeine. Dr. Pepper is my soda of choice. I don't yeah. drink a lot of it, but oh, it's so good. <laughs> it and if I, if I didn't get enough coffee in the day, or if I've had a night where I didn't get enough sleep, I'll sometimes cave and have a soda. And I know if I have it too late in the afternoon, it's just going to mess with me. And you're paying the price. And this is years and years and years of me kind of figuring things out and adjusting. Also not sexy will sleep with a sleeping mask. And I had to train myself to get used to that. I think they are sexy though. The, I, maybe oh. I'm odd, but I think they are so cute and look, look, they look like you're like a movie star from the 1940s. I think they're cool. Oh my gosh. I'm totally going to reevaluate how I feel about yeah. them now. Yeah. Okay. Cause it, they're gorgeous. I think they're gorgeous. I mean, I might need to upgrade my sleeping mask game because it's really, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to have the man come in when I'm sleeping, just snap a picture and then I'll laugh about it and I'll text it to you. I think that's a great idea and I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is noise. So I do sleep with some consistent noise, but if there are other things happening or like if I can hear the living room TV or if like the dog is snoring too loud, there's certain noises that I cannot sleep to or through. So if it's one solid like the fan and everything else is quiet I'm good if there's other noises uh, I mm. really physically get irritable and cannot sleep so I have yeah. earplugs that I sleep with I've tried a million my plug goes to earplugs they are a loop earplugs hashtag not sponsored <laughs> but they are amazing so they're they're less than $20. They make different ones. They make ones that are more geared for sleeping. They tune out more noise. They make some for if you're working in a busy coffee shop. They kind of look like a little round metal circle. So when you have them in your ear, it actually looks kind of cool. So if you're working in a coffee shop and you have them in, you know, they don't look terrible and they're really good for sleeping. And you don't find with earplugs in that you hear your own brain too loud? No, you totally do. And then you get to talk <laughs> yourself through the chatter. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. You hear All yourself right. breathing. Here's how I adjusted myself to sleeping with earplugs in. And generally I won't sleep with them in all night. If I kind of wake up in the middle of the night and I notice it's quieted down, I'll take them out because yeah. I it's it's just a weird feeling. It's fine. Um, yeah. But it'll help me fall asleep. I just focus on my breath. So if you've ever done yoga or meditation mm -hmm. or any deep breathing, right? It's the in and out. And so when I'm laying there with my earplugs in, you can really hear yourself breathing. And I try just to make that the focus. So focusing on the in and out. Cool. I've, I've got it down to where I get to about four breaths and I'm like, all right, good night. Wow. But it, when I first started, uh, I found them incredibly, just in general, having earplugs in, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird yeah. sensation. Yeah. It's, it is weird to hear yourself breathing really loud. So I probably got to 99 breaths and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I said I had six quick tips and I feel like I rambled on and on. You did so great because I'm over here taking notes and I love it. And I'm going to, I'm going to try many of the things that all of, let's be honest, I'll try all the things you suggested because I'm up for, for anything, you know, I want it to get better. Here's the other thing in the moment. Also I'm tired. So it's almost like I have to gear up to do stuff, it, which is silly because then I'm in this circle of I'm tired. I need to do this. 
I'm too tired to do this. So I'm not going to do this. And then I can't sleep. And then I'm, you know, and then I'm pissed. And, you know, I should have just done what I planned to do in the first place. But that's where I get because, you know, I like the four, seven, eight breathing. I've done that to reduce my anxiety. I've done it a couple of times to try and calm my mind chattered and go to sleep. And it's helpful. Why don't I do that every night? Because I'm a dumbass because I, I'm tired. So I'm like, oh, I'll just close my eyes and go to sleep. And then I, then I don't do it. So it's silly and it's my own fault I'm not beating myself up I'm just being honest about that's the reality that when you're tired I just want to close my eyes and go to sleep I can just I can feel it it's coming and then nope nope there it goes it's the opportunity's gone it's lost I'm moving into my own house it's just me at the moment me and Izzy so you know if I could go to bed at seven I would I mean I, I you know I I don't have a problem with that but there's not a lot that keeps me up, you know, I'm happy to be in bed by nine, nine thirty, and you know, I'm like you. I'm I've started wearing blue light glasses. I have a pair next to my bed so that if I want to pick up my phone, I can. But I don't stop like a half hour before, like you said, and that's smart. And I should and will try that. So I think that's a good idea. You know, I'm not the one who purposely is up till 2 a.m. pitsing around. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I guess I should go to bed. I've been in bed for five hours by, by then. And I'm still awake and I'm just pissed about it. Oh, every time if that happens to me, I'm so pissed that I'm not asleep, but like not yeah. so pissed that I'm going to get my ass out of bed and do something. I'm just going <laughs> to lay there and be pissed. <laughs> right. And unless... I'm hungry. And then at that point I'm pissed and I'm hungry. So then I, I waive the options for a good 45 minutes. Should I get up and eat cereal? I, I'm tired. I, it's cold. I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. But if you just went and had cereal, then you would, you would feel better and you could maybe go to sleep. I mean, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. So, you know, uh, two nights last week, I got up and finally and had cereal. It was delicious. And I, then I went back to bed and fell asleep. So maybe, maybe the answer is to eat my cereal at 930 and then, you know, go to sleep after that. So I actually did have a dietitian tell me you should always have a snack before bed that consists of a fat and a carb. And that's what helps you sleep. And it's not like I'm starving, clearly, you know, I mean, yeah. I can, I, I may even have a snack before I go to bed and then three or four hours later, I'm still awake and I'm, then I'm hungry again. But for the most part, that's not the case. It's usually like two in the morning and, and either I've been asleep and woken up and can't go back to sleep. And that does happen pretty regularly. So I would imagine that there, I can use some of those same tricks for midnight waking up when I've been asleep, like four, seven, eight breathing. And you know, the things that you talked about, I could put earplugs back in if they're out and try some of those things. Cause that's when I get extra irritated. Like I was asleep people. It was a fabulous 45 minutes <laughs> asleep. And now here I am awake again. And the struggle is real. I mean, I mean that sincerely, yeah. like want to do all those things. And I, I think, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then, then it just doesn't happen. Cause I I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I just want to close my eyes and go to sleep. I don't want it do this, this, that, and the other thing for half hour or an hour to make it happen. But that's just dumb and not very grown up of me. So I need to do better. That's the other piece, another piece, but that there can be all kinds of medical reasons why, you know, folks aren't sleeping great. And certainly for me, the sleep apnea was a big deal. And, you know, I'm glad to have that, at least that part of it taken care of. I'm not gasping for air every 30 seconds or so. So that's a good thing. But I think um, folks also, 
you know, I point them in the direction of their physician to, you know, if, the, if your sleep is really bad and you've tried all the things that Cassie said and nothing's working, then that's probably a good idea to go see your doctor and get a checkup, see what's going on. Cause I've seen folks of all shapes and sizes with sleep apnea. You know, it doesn't, it's not necessarily something that is uh, for folks who are overweight or whatever. Uh, I had a, a colleague who was, you know, teeniest, tiniest, littlest thing and she had horrific sleep apnea. So sometimes we just dismiss stuff and think, oh, it's this or that. And this is the reason when in reality, there might be something else going on. So I think scouting it out with your doctor is probably a good idea. Absolutely. And if anxiety is the reason, um, medication could also be something that you explore. That's something we've talked about on this channel as well. And again, it's individualized. So finding out what works for you and what is the best fit for you and making sure to seek out whatever help and support and guidance and medical advice and therapeutic advice that you need to make things work for you because good sleep is really going to help your anxiety. It's going to help so right. many aspects of, of your life. I, I mentioned that when I am not well-rested, like my OCD is so much more and I feel like I right. never get anything done. It takes so much effort. So sleep is really important. I love that. I'd love to hear from our listeners about what works for them or what doesn't work for them. What are your sleep stories? Tag us, hashtag anxiety podcast. We'd love to hear from all of you about what's happening in your life. What works, what doesn't work, what you wish would work, uh, tips and tricks. That would be awesome. So shout us out. We'd love it. Thanks, Cassie. Thanks for the tips. I appreciate it. And I'll give some things to try and I'll give it a little bit of time and, and then I'll report back. Perfect. All right. We'll see you next week, everyone. Okay. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Instagram at hashtag anxiety podcast. Hashtag is spelled out and you can find me Lola B at rrlolab.com. And you can find me at coachwithcassie or at cassiegob.com. We'll see you next week.